Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pop Cult X, episode 34, our weekly podcast talking about pop culture uh, from a Gen X point of view. My name is Gabriel, Danny's with me, and uh, we talk about everything under the sun that we find interesting. So let's go ahead and get started this week. Everything under the sun and sometimes things that are under the proverbial rock, (laughs) so to speak. So, And I only say that because we were just laughing about this. You guys don't know about this, but Gabe had never even heard of the movie Red Notice because he's been under a rock. That's how much of a pop culture expert I am. <laughs> it's, okay, if, if you guys don't know yet, which you probably should know because The Rock's social media and Ryan Reynolds' social media are such prolific that they've been touting this movie for whew, months on end now. So it stars – It's okay, first off, it's a art heist movie. That's what it – the premise of it is basically it's an art heist movie and Ryan Reynolds, Dwayne Johnson and Gal Gadot are the leads in the movie. And it's, it was, I watched it this past weekend. It was, it was a rock movie. It was good. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Dwayne Johnson, not just because we share the same birth date, not day, not the year, but the same day. Um, but I'm also a fan because I like his charisma and his um, just what he brings to the table and you know what you're going to get. That being said, this movie, I didn't get that from him, which was, I don't know if it was on purpose, but it just kind of left me wanting more from him because it felt like he was holding back. I know in a lot of his Mm -hmm. movies, um, say Jumanji with his character and, or even like Hobbs and Shaw, uh, he's very over. Powered, I guess, OP, or he's just, just like, he's just takes on everything and doesn't, you know, doesn't get hurt, doesn't do anything. But this time it kind of was a little less than that, which I don't know if that was intentional, just to show that he's not always going to be the Black Adam, which is a, you know, coming up soon, <laughs> where he's really overpowered. It, but he's, yeah. um, to show us he's more vulnerable. And it, it ended up being a rom-com. So, hmm. interesting. Who's his, is his love interest, Gal Gadot? I'm not going to spoil it for you. I'll let you watch it. <laughs> All right. Well, it'll be a first because I have to be honest, I don't think I've ever seen a movie with The Rock in it. Actually, I take that back. I have okay. The Scorpion King. Scorpion King, yeah. Because I was a really big fan of the, the Mummy um, franchise. Yeah, that's a good franchise. And so, I, I watched um, that but other than that, I can't think. I can't even think of movies that star the. Oh, rock. Come on, the Tooth Fairy. Um, nope. What else is there? <laughs> uh, the both um, both Jumanjis, Welcome to the Jungle, and the Next Level, which are fantastic. Nope. I really like those. Red Notice, of course. Um, what else is there? There's he did the voice in Moana. Did you see Moana? I have it. Wow, San Andreas. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> hmm, Jungle Cruise that just got released for widespread viewing on Disney Plus. Did you see that one? Nope. Okay. I, it's weird. I I don't know why I've I've just never or I've stayed clear of every movie he's ever made, <laughs> and I like him as a, a person. Like I think he's really charismatic. Like you said, mm-hmm. I think he's funny. Um, I like his personal philosophy in life. I think he's like a really positive guy. Yeah. Um, Yet I've I've yet to watch a movie. What about from him, Skyscraper? So I don't know. I, Rampage. <laughs> I'm just going to name all his movies here. Baywatch. That was actually funny. Baywatch nope. is pretty good. I'm not sure if you've seen that one. Obviously, you I, haven't I seen. Didn't that watch one. it. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Central Intelligence with him and Kevin Hart. Nope. How about any of the Fast and Furious movies where he's been in that? Nope. Okay. I've never been seen a Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> You're not missing period. much. Vin Diesel's in it, so yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. What else is there? Oof, Hercules. No. Wait, did Her- Hercules? Yeah. I I can't even think of He made of a version of Hercules. Hercules. He was in um oh, Get Smart with uh <laughs> Steve Carell. Nope. Okay. I apparently I have like an aversion to his <laughs> films. <laughs> it's so odd. It is odd. It's strange, but hey, that's okay. Like I don't, I don't dislike him. I, I actually really like him as a person. Like, yet I've, I've never seen. One. I, I think maybe because they're like, are they, 
more family movies or some are more on like the sillier side actually i don't know action oriented so i don't know yeah i yeah i i guess i'll have to watch this new one because i i do love gal gadot i like ryan reynolds sometimes Sometimes he's a little too smart for his own good. Or like, <laughs> he's a little too Ryan for Reynolds for Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll, I will definitely check this one out. Yeah. Go see it. I mean, so, it's, yeah. it's enjoyable. It's on Netflix. So if you already pay for Netflix, you get to watch it for free. So it's pretty cool. I yeah. mean, there's another movie coming out. I think um, next Friday on Netflix is the Lin-Manuel Miranda's director, directorial debut of Tick, Tick, Boom with Andrew Garfield. That looks really good. I'm looking forward to that. That's one. the the life of the Jonathan Larson. creator of yeah, Rent, right? Exactly. It's yeah. before he created Rent, he did this one or so I don't know if it's his life or if it's a story that he wrote before Rent. I'll have to hmm. read up that. That's interesting. Yeah, I'll have to I w- I wasn't the biggest fan of Rent just from what I perceived it to be mm-hmm. about. I just thought that it was going to be really depressing and not I think I even like we may have tried to go see it, and I think I might have talked everyone out of going to see it because I was like, "Oh, it's really depressing." I don't know if you remember that, like fifteen years Maybe. ago, and, <laughs> and just because of that, I thought that it was going to be very depressing. And there are aspects of it that are really sad and and kind of heart wrenching, mm-hmm. but the overall theme of it is is like overcoming adversity yeah. and and you know love and all of that so i am interested to see that movie um i am a fan of lin-manuel miranda and, and all the stuff that he's done so that should be a good yeah. one for sure yeah definitely and he's he's been in the news recently too i guess there was some article in variety about him about him saying about can- cancel culture and how basically mm-hmm. he thinks it's just opinions that he should you know, and he respects those other people's opinions and he learns from them. And there was a whole big, I guess, um, controversy over the title of the headline for the article because it looked more like it was just clickbait. You know, he's all against it. He doesn't believe in it, but that's not what he said at all. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, has there any been anyone that's actually been forever canceled? I don't think there's an example of that. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I mean, even Mel Gibson's like, coming back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So – Maybe we'll link a, a, po- a post a link to Mel Gibson what he looks like now because I think they just announced that he's going to be directing Lethal Weapon mm-hmm. Five something like that yeah and he's only sixty five and I swear to God he looks like he's ninety eight <laughs> he has not I'll put aged a picture well. right here so people can see <laughs> yeah like I I was really shocked I mean. People, I mean, he's known for being a, a handsome guy, I guess, in his heyday, mm-hmm. right? Like, but he man, yeah. has, yeah, like he just, oh my God, like he, <laughs> he has let himself go. And I don't know if that's for alcoholism or drugs or what happened to him, but yeah, he's not been preserved well at all. It's kind of crazy to see him. <laughs> just out of curiosity, I started Googling like, Actors who are 65 or, you know, people in their mm-hmm. 60s. And there's so many good examples of people that look great in Hollywood. And and he just looks – I mean, he's he's taking the Clint Eastwood route, I guess, of aging naturally okay. and very quickly um, because I think it will be like another year before he goes on full-on Clint Eastwood or it's like a walking – Crip keeper. <laughs> hey, don't you might get what you want. He'll be the new um, lead in Tales from the Crypt. That might be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So, what else have you been up to this week? Um. So, speaking of kind of Latino icons like Lin Manuel Miranda, um, I happen to go to the local comic book shop and uh, upon your recommendation or reminder, <laughs> reminder um, yeah. <laughs> I picked up yeah I picked up um, Phenom X from Image Comics which is the new comic oh, by this guy right here, huh? <laughs> yeah. you, I, I got the variant oh, yeah, cover yeah. so this one is drawn by by Todd McFarlane that's who is, the one I wanted damn it <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll pick up another one if because I, I i go every wednesday is new comic book day mm-hmm. for those that are not nerds and so i'll i'll be back in the comic book store tomorrow 
which remind me to get back to because there's a there's a big event that's happening tomorrow but i haven't gotten a chance to actually read the comic yet because i i just bought it last week but um it is another creation from a latino point of Mm -hmm. view and the superhero is latinx so i'm really excited to kind of see what they did with it um the art from the cover looks amazing because it's todd mcfarland but um i'm really excited to see what john linguizamo had you know has up his his sleeve um to kind of bring to the comic book world um he is a really unique mm-hmm. writer and has a unique perspective that i've been a fan of for years uh i actually met him a few years ago when he was workshopping a a, a play uh, in la jolla oh, right and he's a he's a really cool guy so uh, so i can't wait to actually open up the bag and read the comic and share with our viewers you if should it's do like good. a what are the like the unboxing videos that people do we just have like a camera yeah. on you taking it out and looking through each page and then capturing your <laughs> with like tweezers <laughs> and capturing your expression oh <gasps> as you read it live stream the reading you reading it yeah that's an option <laughs> tune in next wednesday when gabe live streams a reading of phenom x yeah yeah. So getting back to, to tomorrow, which is new comic book day, which will be our, which is also our release day for our podcast. Um, tomorrow, uh, Superman son of Cal L number five comes out, which I think I've brought up on our podcast before, but this is where, um, the son of Superman actually comes out as bisexual mm-hmm. and expresses his love interest for a guy, which is kind of, unheard of with a superhero of that stature and of that magnitude so it's not actually superman right. it's his John son it's Kent, lois lane right. and and superman yeah um his his son and of course there's been a lot of um pushback from from a segment of the community of that are comic book fans nerds and um but there's also been a really huge um, outpouring of support um but tomorrow it finally comes out there's like a couple variants um, so I will be at the comic book store um, at opening to try to snag a copy. I have a feeling that this is going to be one that's going to be hard to find. Interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah. So if you see it, grab a copy because it probably will be worth a nice penny in the future. Um, because it's it's not only is it a controversial issue, but it's it's kind of historic in the making. You know, a, a iconic superhero. Uh, you know, coming out in the comic books and, and representing a segment of the community that's so underrepresented in comics. So I, that's where I'll be tomorrow at, I think, 11 o'clock at the local comic book show. So if you're looking for Dave, off you know where nerds. to be tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right on. Trying to get those those copies. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I'm excited to see it and, and to actually read the, the issue and see how um, the creators of the comic handle that issue. Cool. Very cool. You, you mentioned inclusivity and representation. Did you see that article or the news about Sesame Street? I did. Yeah, I, I saw that. That so was really cool. So for those who don't know, Sesame Street, I guess it's on HBO now. I didn't know that. But they're releasing, mm-hmm. I guess, after 57 years, they're finally introducing an Asian American Muppet, which is, I mm-hmm. guess, it's really exciting. I mean, she's going to be, she's a seven-year-old Korean, I think, and her name is Ji Young, I think. That's how, I don't know if that's how you pronounce yeah. it. But I was just, I saw that, and it just really, I wouldn't say it, it doesn't speak to me, but it just meant something to me in that there's a whole segment of children who watch that now, like you did when you were growing up, who will finally get to see themselves on the screen. So yeah. that that was really something it's going to be a special i guess on hbo called see us coming together a sesame street special it's going to be with simu lee padma lakshmi and naomi osaka i get osaka yes yeah. i guess they're the celebrities who are going to be in that special and it's going to drop on thanksgiving day on hbo max so it's it's nice. really cool i mean it's i i probably won't watch it because that is not my i'm not the target <laughs> audience but i just think it's really cool yeah. and it's that they're branching out that Wait, I'm, although it did take what fifty-two years, why did it take so long? But the fact that it's happening, I think, is happening is very um, yeah monumental. Well, so my first thought is obviously, yay, congratulations! Like, I think it's great that they're going to add an Asian character to Sesame mm-hmm. Street. But I didn't know that Muppets had race or ethnicity. <laughs> That's true. Because if you look at Sesame Street, aren't they? 
either monsters or animals. Mm-hmm. So Oscar the Grouch is a monster. Mm-hmm. Grover is a monster. Mm-hmm. Big birds, a, obviously a, bird. a big bird. <laughs> Snuffleupagus is a, a something. I don't know, an elephant. A figment um, of big bird's imagination. Yeah. And then you have um, the Count, which is a vampire. vampire monster Muppet. Yeah. And um, I don't know. So Gonzo is a is a, a weirdo of something like <laughs> Miss Piggy, Kermit the Frog. So I, I honestly I didn't I didn't really know that race was there was representations of race within true. Um, the Muppet world mm-hmm. outside of the human. So I think that it's interesting that they're introducing like a human being into the Muppets. I obviously haven't watched the Muppets for like forty years, so I <laughs> they could have like all kinds of characters that i'm not aware of like i mean the most famous i think is elmo too like what's elmo a red red red. so (laughs) or bert and ernie uh, and i think that that was yeah bert and ernie like they're what orange and yellow so i don't i think that initially that was kind of what was so special about sesame street is that the characters you could relate to them and it wasn't based on ethnicity or race it was Muppets. It wasn't, yeah, you know, it, you, you didn't mean. see mm-hmm. that. It was, and so, um, and the the racial component was introduced to Sesame Street by the actors that played, you know, like the adults, the uh, Luis Maria Gordon um, people, right. you know, on on the show, um, and so it's it's interesting. Like I I don't know if there's other Muppets that are like white or caucasian and latino or or what um so but just just on face value alone like that they're including an an asian character now Mm -hmm. i think is really great i just kind of was surprised because i was like i didn't know muppets had a race um because they're not human right they're muppets yeah oh that's cool yeah yeah but cool (laughs) i mean i I, i'm not i'm not gonna ever (laughs) knock down um, adding you know, representation for, for uh, a segment in the community that, that is lacking. So um, I think it's cool for the Asian community and the kids that can see that and, and be introduced to someone who has that Korean culture. Cause I'm sure they'll share, uh, you know, aspects of the Korean yeah. culture with the kids that watch it. So that's really cool. And speaking of Simu Lee, I finally watched Shang-Chi and the Legend oh, of the nice. Ten Rings, because it's now available on Disney Plus. It, it happened on Disney Plus Day, which we'll get into in a little bit. But um, yeah. it was fantastic. It was, was it? really cool. I I especially enjoyed the fight choreography with um, Shang-Chi's mom, played by, I think, Fala Chen. And then Shang-Chi and his aunt, played by Michelle Yao. They're, they were... Those two ladies, they were very graceful. It was like art. Mm-hmm. It was like the, they put the art mm-hmm. in martial arts. It was like – it was just like a dance. It was so it was so fantastic. The whole movie was great, but I really liked those two fight scenes. Yeah. I think that, that the thing that was most surprising to me was how much I liked Aquafina. Oh, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't go in thinking that she was going to be a standout for me. I know that there's a lot of buzz about her and, you know, scene stealing and being a lot of in a lot of movies. And uh, I, I've never not that I disliked her, but I was never really like a fan of hers. I never really saw anything <laughs> just like. The um, and so, yeah. And so I went in, you know, not really expecting much and then being like, oh, wow, she is really funny. Um, it was a unique take on like a sidekick mm-hmm. character. I, I really want her to be the love interest for Shang-Chi because I think that. That would be different for, you know, someone that is not a stereotypical like bombshell to be the superhero's love interest. Mm-hmm. Um, not that she's not beautiful. Um, she is, but she definitely is um, not the sort of airhead damsel in distress kind of character. <laughs> right. um, so I think that that would be really interesting for her to for them to have that. Uh, not that they need to be a love interest, but I think that they're sort of like that kind of chemistry. I mean, it could be just longtime friends. Um, and, th- and the other thing is that I really liked his sister. His sister was like a badass as well. Yes, and I didn't true. expect mm-hmm. to really like I, – I didn't even know about her, to be honest. And, and I thought she was really – it was interesting, um, the perspective of you know being left behind um, <laughs> with you know the, the head of the mm-hmm. rings or whatever the organization was and – 
And um, so, yeah, I, I was I, there was a lot of surprises when it came to that movie. My expectations were to be entertained and um, they surpassed that because they came up with such a unique story yeah, and, and it was so entertaining. It surprised me when when um, Ben Kingsley showed up as Trevor mm-hmm. and I was like, hey, that's the guy from Iron Man 3. And it's it was and he even mentioned that and referred back to it. So I thought it was a nice little, you know, closing the loop on his character. So I thought that was really yeah. cool. I like the the fight scene with um, Shang-Chi and his sister that you mentioned. I can't even think of her name. Li Zhang or something like that. Li, I'm mm-hmm. probably trouncing the name, but whatever. But Simu Li, or Sim, is that how you say his name? The lead actor? Simu. I can't even. Well, he shared a video <laughs> on his Twitter account um, called it the Simu Lee cut where basically it's the fight scene between them but they looped anytime they're doing it they looped it back to when she kicked him in the groin so that happens like multiple <laughs> times over and over again and it was freaking hilarious, hilarious. <laughs> it was so it funny. was just so funny but just getting back to aquafina she was phenomenal and yeah she i'm not sure if you've seen nora uh from queens on hbo max yet it just got oh, yeah. released on there recently. It's her. It's her show, and where she plays, you know, a coming of age story about her growing up and not growing up, but you know, finding her way as an, a young adult. She's in her, like her late twenties mm-hmm. or whatever, and it's it's so funny, and it's just the grandma in that show is just absolutely hilarious. But when I first saw the character in Shang Chi, I was like, hey, it's just like Nora from Queens because it's almost the same type of character so if you want to see more of her go watch Nora from queens right and i I think that was initially my hesitation with like really being into her as an (laughs) actress is that i kind of feel like she's one of those people that plays herself in every role um and so it's funny that you said that that it that it is kind of like almost like the same character but it was such a fresh of breath uh, breath of fresh air in Shang-Chi mm-hmm. to have a character like yeah. that. Um, especially like an Asian American character that is, you know, not stereotypical in almost every way. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And oh goodness, I just lost my train of thought. I was gonna say something else. Oh well, wasn't important, I guess. It's lost forever. <laughs> <laughs> Into the black abyss it goes. <laughs> Along with everything else that I did today, it's just all gone, yeah. all of it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. This 2020, wait, what year are we even in? 2021. Let's, let's just go back to 2019. I don't know. God. <laughs> um, oh, actually, 2021. And I think um, the thing that scared me about that is like Home Alone is 31 years old today or something like that. Or this year. That's it's insane. insane. It's like we're 31 years departed from 1980. But 1980 is like 31 years from like 1949 or something like that. It's just like, you know, weird math. And it's like, oh, man, I feel old now. Yeah. Scary. I I just was watching Macaulay Culkin on America Horror Story. I don't even know what it's called. It's like the most recent one where there's like vampires in in, um, the East Coast or whatever. And seeing Macaulay Culkin is like a kind of a grown older. I mean, he's not old, but like, you know, a mature yeah. person is so weird to see him in that light. Cause you just, he's like eternally Kevin, eternally you know, 10 years old head. or eight years old, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's interesting. He does a really great job. Um, I, I, I saw another movie of his party monster a few years back where he played a club kid mm-hmm. who kills another club kid. And, the acting in that I, I think is not the best. And so I was a little disappointed because I thought, oh, you know, he was obviously really charismatic and a really great actor as a kid. And sometimes those kid actors don't yeah. turn out to be great actors. Like it's just they're, you know, they're they're great for little kids. And so I kind of I didn't write him off, but I thought, okay, well, he, you know, he's just not going to be a great actor as an adult. Um, but this the acting that he does in American Horror Story. Is really good, and I think that now it, it's kind of brought him back to oh, that's good. you know full circle where he's like in his his zone again, and and uh, he's doing some great work. That's cool. Yeah, I remember seeing him in oh, what was that movie where he played a gentleman in a wheelchair? Um, I can't think of it now. But anyway, yeah, 
So yeah, it's it's really interesting when you see childhood actors as grown-ups. Cuz it's mm-hmm. I think it's sometimes it's either hit or miss, you know? So it's like they're either going to be great or it's going to be like wow, they just turned out very awful. So I don't know. Yeah. One that the expectations are so high because you have someone like Anna Paquin who won an Academy Award mm-hmm. and it's like where does she go That's from true. there? That's true. And mm-hmm. and there's like some of the you know, she she was what Suki, what's her name? Suki something house on True Blood. So that's like a, an iconic character that she played for a really, you know, a good amount of time. But it's not like there's tons of roles out there. And so then you think, oh well, you know, nothing ever happened to her. Well, it's like, well, she started at the top almost. I mean, you can't get much higher than that. And, and you know, I, I think like an exception would be like Jodie Foster, where she was an incredible kid actress. And then she became an even better actor mm-hmm. in a, as an adult. Um, but it's so few and far between that, that they're able to maintain, you know, that, that talent. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's, it, and it's not cut out for, it's not, everyone's not cut out for it, you know? So they mm-hmm. trail off. Sometimes they go do other interests. I mean, as a kid, do they really know that that's what they want to do for their whole life? So. Yeah. Well, and, and that's actually kind of the plot somewhat to this American Horror Story show. Oh. You're not a really big fan, right? You don't really I've watch a lot of them. I watched a couple episodes of the Lady Gaga season and mm-hmm. um, like a few episodes of the very first season. All right. Well, so this this season, it always kind of has a horror twist, mm-hmm. right, to it, or you know, science fiction. This this season is about people that go to Provincetown, and one's a writer, and his wife is an interior designer. And they have a, a kind of like a prodigy child. Mm-hmm. And the dad finds this pill that when taken by someone really talented, it heightens their abilities oh, wow. and they become like genius level. Like just the passion and the creativity just like emerges and, and they're just like insanely, you know, it, it just heightens mm-hmm. it. But on the flip side of that, if you take it and you're not really that talented, you become sort of like a zombie vampire. And, and, and so at a certain point of, of the, the, the show, there are certain characters that are like, do I take the pill? Am I, you have to believe in yourself that you're really talented because if you don't, you turn into this monster. (laughs) And so it's really interesting because it's like you, you know, I imagine myself if I was in it, it's like, okay, would you take it and make that risk of like having this genius level talent? Or having this horrible realization that you're not talented, and there, there's a portion of it that one of the characters is like, yeah, that like the worst thing is like someone who's mediocre and trying to do something artistic. Mm-hmm. It's just so pathetic, and it's like it's super harsh, but in a way, like I kind of feel like well, it's true. Like I mean, there's only you know what one in a million people are like truly probably worth more bigger statistics than that are geniuses Mm -hmm. and can create great art or create something really amazing. And the rest of us are just like trying our best, but like, that's true. Yeah. I don't know. It's really interesting. And it's kind of like thought provoking and a little depressing (laughs) (laughs) because you're like, you wonder like, okay, which one of those people do I, what category (laughs) do Yeah. Like what, what, where do you lie? And, um, yeah, so it's kind of it's it's interesting, it, but it's it's an interesting take on the vampire lore because they're not really vampires in the sense that you get bitten yeah. and turn into a vampire. You have to like take this pill and then you turn into this monster. Who, yes, they do drink blood and you know they're vampires in that sense, but not in the traditional sense of like they're victims and become vampires as well. They're just, they die. That sounds so like, it's really interesting. More like a episode of like black mirror to me than kind yeah, of it sounds like it would fall in that realm. Yeah. It's it's sort of like twilight zone ish mm-hmm. and you know, it, kind of like the, the, the moral of like, how far would you go to reach your full potential? Full potential. <laughs> Wasn't that and, limitless? <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like that, mm-hmm. like limitless, like, you know, take this pill and your brain will, you know, be on supercharge and, and you'll be able to do this 
and I forgot to mention that the people who are geniuses also have to start drinking blood oh, too. Okay. So both become <laughs> vampires. <laughs> both become vampires, but in different ways. Like one becomes kind of cool and you know successful, and then the other ones like turn into like the freaky you know zombie vampires. So one becomes cool, on like Blade or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of like um, you know it. it it, they're all artists so it's like imagine it, it sort of reminds me of of um death becomes her where they they take like that youth potion yeah, yeah. and it's like well be careful because it has you know these side effects you have to take care of yourself forever. now you it's tell like, me now a warning, <laughs> now a warning. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so it's sort of like that where it's like there's a magic potion but like is there ever anything that's like truly you know right there's always going to be something that you have to answer mm-hmm. to. And, um, and it's sort of like that. It hints to like, okay, to have other famous people taking it, you know, uh, is that how they became great? Okay. Okay. Um, and so it's, it's, it's fun. It's interesting. It's, it's kind of refreshing because some of the American horror stories get a little bit repetitive and it's, you know, mm-hmm. they, they start off really exciting and then they sort of peter off and, and get boring, but this one's pretty <laughs> interesting. So this might be one you want, you might want to check out. It's on, I think it's on Hulu oh, okay. or FX. Yeah, FX on Hulu. Okay, I can see um, that. But it's, it's pretty good. I'll check it out. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of creepy, but it's good. <laughs> kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> well, put the name like American Horror Story, I wouldn't expect anything yeah. less. So I don't know. Right. Speaking on like shows and things to watch, um, the big story is Disney Plus mm-hmm. announcing mm-hmm. Their, their new lineup. <laughs> Uh, lineup is an understatement so to what they announced. Yeah, <laughs> my goodness. So I, I, let's let's go ahead and get into it and see. You know what 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 was the exciting news for you? What was your thing that you're your the takeaway for you that you're really excited? Well, about? the first and foremost, I think the biggest takeaway for me was all the Marvel um, options. I guess you can call it because there were so many, and it it might harken back to what we spoke about before. Whereas, is it too much? Is it too many? Yeah. Are they oversaturating the market? But the one that I'm really interested in seeing the most was Moon Knight. That was mm-hmm. interesting to me because I just started reading the comic book of that. And it's uh, mm-hmm. Moon Knight is a um, – what do you call him? He's he, he was a mercenary that passed away and then got resurrected by the Egyptian god of night or night travelers or something like that. And mm-hmm. um, he's going to be portrayed by Oscar Isaac. And it looks it looks interesting. It looks good. I mean, the small clip they showed. I don't know what they're trying to tell in that clip because I'm not too familiar <laughs> with the comic. But I guess I read somewhere yeah. that he's suffers from schizophrenia, or he has a multiple personality disorder. Disorder. Um, yeah. I haven't gotten that far in the comic to know that yet. But it's it's interesting. The comic book side of it is. So I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah, I I think it's great to see another. Latino Latin X person taking up the superhero mm-hmm. mantle. The character itself isn't Latino, so it's it's you know it's it's not right, per right. se a Latino yeah. superhero, but it's being portrayed by a Latino actor, which is great. Um, I am excited about that. I, I people describe him as sort of like the Marvel version of Batman, or like the mm-hmm. Marvel Batman. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of gritty yeah. in that sense. Maybe that's um, why I liked it. I don't know. And, yeah, uh, yeah, you tend to like those anti-heroes. Uh, and so I'm excited about that. Um, I definitely am excited to see Oscar Isaac in it. Um, the other show that they announced and kind of showed a second trailer of was She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. And I'm really yeah. excited about that. Um, the main, the actress that's playing the you know human form of She-Hulk, her like alias, is uh, – I think her name – what is her name? Tatiana – I forget her name. Oh, you're right. Tatiana – she was in um... – I just looked it up last night too. Uh, yeah, she was in Orphan Black, which was like a Canadian mm-hmm. series, which is she are amazing. Like she played like different characters of of you know varying looks, and so she's like almost a chameleon. Um, so I'm really excited to see what she can do in that that role. Playing, I think it's Jennifer Walters. Yeah, Jennifer Walters. Right. Yeah, Tatiana Mas- uh, Maslani, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's really cool. She's a great actress. So I'm, I always get excited when they get really good actors that can act well to be in superhero movies because it brings so much depth to the character mm-hmm. instead of it being like, oh, look at special effects, like pretty colors. Like 
they are wanting to make an interesting story. The the aspect of She-Hulk that I find kind of fascinating is that unlike Hulk in the past, where he gets angry and sort of loses his intelligence, She-Hulk keeps her intelligence and is able to function in, you know, yeah. the normal capacity that she, you know, that she has intelligence-wise. She's a lawyer, so she's very intelligent to begin with. And uh, the show, I think, has promised to be sort of like a, a lawyer type show where it's like talks about legal aspects and um her being a woman and being single and um i just i think that's interesting it's i think it's another interesting female superhero character that they're going to investigate and and she hulk as a superhero is really cool because you know it's a female version of hulk (laughs) and you know there's a lot of power and strength within that character and so i'm really excited to see that but they they just gave us the smite the smallest of like hint of what she would look like i think they showed like her shoulder and her arm and um, i'm really excited to see how they're gonna you know if it's gonna be a hundred percent cgi i think it (laughs) is Um, but to see (laughs) yeah to see how um how realistic it looks Mm -hmm. and how kind of cool they, they do it um, so yeah, I'm excited about that. That show. I'm happy Mark Ruffalo is going to be in it. He doesn't yeah. get enough um, screen time, I think. Well, I mean, he d- did, but he didn't get his own, you know, movie with Mark Ruffalo playing the Hulk. And I, I, I'm a big fan of his. Yeah, I really like him on a personal level. I think he's really mm-hmm. great. He uses his fame to talk about a lot of political issues that are really a lot important. Of climate issues. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, and I think that he was sort of underutilized within the Marvel Universe because he's such a great actor. And I think that he he brings a lot to the Bruce Banner character. Yeah. And I my hopes was that they were going to do a Planet Hulk movie. Um, for those that are into comics know that that's a story arc that is amazing. It, it Hulk kind of becomes, you know, uh, enraged and too much of a problem for earth. So, um, <laughs> okay. Mr. Fantastic, Richard reads that the fantastic four mm-hmm. comes up with this plot to like banish him out into the universe. And he lands on this planet. That's like a planet of warriors and fighters. Oh. They sort of alluded to it with Thor Ragnarok, where he's kind of fighting right. in like a gladiator right. style. And that, that was sort of kind of like it. Um, but I wanted it to be like the full story arc. I think it would have been really cool. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that they underutilize him. So it'd be kind of cool to see Hulk and She-Hulk kind of on the small screen kind of kicking ass together. I think that that'd be really cool to see. Maybe that'll be like the cliffhanger or like the finale episode. Mm-hmm. That you mm-hmm. see he that. finally, you know, transforms uh, into it. I mean, he had, and I guess a lot of things of the shows and movies that are coming out, you have to figure out where in the timeline they fit. Are they pre-blip? post blip or mid blip you know right where do they take place and it based upon like this one you saw his arm in a sling so i'm guessing it's after he did the snap so his shoulder was hurt so it's just a matter i I sometimes find that confusing just but it's also fun trying to place it where where in the franchise or timeline they belong yeah, there's a part of me that kind of wishes that they did like little one-off, almost like comics, where there are story arcs that that reach into you know Spider-Man mm-hmm. or then um, Daredevil or you know whatever. But I, I I think that it would be interesting to kind of have standalone shows that don't relate to the other ones, so you could really kind of make one show kind of more of a horror mm. show. And then like one be more of a funny show and more comedic and one, you know, be more science fiction. And and they're sort of doing that with, with um, I think Dr. Strange Mm -hmm. and the multiverse of madness or whatever. It's (laughs) it's supposed to be a little bit more science fiction kind of horror. So hopefully they're kind of bringing that to the table. But I I think that it would be kind of interesting to see there's um, characters like, um, Ghost Rider that I think would be really mm-hmm. cool to see in like a horror mm-hmm. franchise. They did announce that they are doing a werewolf by night and Gael Garcia Bernal oh, is going to be nice. playing him. So another Latino, Latino yeah. actor is getting in on that Marvel Disney action. Nice. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Um, I don't think they, they announced it. What was that called? Werewolf with, by night. Mm-hmm. Never heard of it. So he basically plays a werewolf. That's yeah. cool. It's a really old comic. Okay. Yeah. It's a really old comic. Um, the character is not Latino, but you know, obviously they're going to have a Latino play him. 
And um, so I'm really excited about that. Um, another one that uh, was, I forgot my train of thought of what other show they announced. Oh, they announced that they're going to be working on um, Agatha Harkness mm-hmm. and her own mm-hmm. show. Spin off so of Wanda I, I think that, yeah. yeah, that they saw how popular that character was and were like, okay, we can, we can do that. We can spin that <laughs> off. And I think, and that, and that would be really cool to have like a horror magic witchcraft show that focuses on that character and i think it would kind of alleviate some of that you know oversaturation of the marvel universe and kind of give it a little bit more of a break well you know I, I, something you said um really stood out to me so you said that you want them to be standalones which they are and it's great with mm-hmm. all the different series and shows that they're um coming up with on disney plus but I think the thing that makes Marvel so great, at least to me, is that they're all connected mm-hmm. and they're all thread together and that they all belong in the same universe. Where you, you look at yeah. DC counterparts and it's all disjointed, right? So there's no one central universe that all the characters exist within. I know they've tried, but they haven't really mm-hmm. gotten to the level yet. But it's that's yeah. what I really appreciate about Marvel because they – if I'm watching a story about Loki season two, I know that King the Conqueror played by Jonathan Majors is going to somehow have a, his arc character can show up in um, what, what like echo the other one they announced. I don't know if that does or not, but they could because they all exist in the same universe. And I think that's what makes it so fantastic. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I think maybe it might come from me being a comic book fan where I I do enjoy like I, if I like a particular character, okay. I like being able to pick up a comic and it just be about that character. Okay. So, for example, if I'm, you know, really interested in the new mutants at one point and I want to read a mu- new mutant story, I don't necessarily want you know, daredevil swinging in, <laughs> especially if I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, character, I hear you. you know? I understand. And so, so obviously like there's, there's like the smaller universe of like, well, that's in the X-Men mm-hmm. franchise. So like you'll expect other X-Men to pop in, but you don't necessarily think that, okay. Um, at any point during the, the X-Men, um, are you expecting, you know, Moon Knight to pop up or, you know, Spider-Man to swing in every week, even though they're in the same universe. Yeah, it's like, you. I kind of like it separated. It, it's, sort of, I think it's like sort of like people that when they eat dinner, like, are you the kind of person that likes to eat your food separately or you like throw <laughs> it all together, it all together. And like mush it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I kind of appreciate my comic book characters separated. Not always. Like it is nice to have like, you know, the Avengers, you know, or, or sort of the infinity saga kind of bring everyone together. We're like, but a like it doesn't dent. necessarily. Yeah. yeah. Like it doesn't have to happen on every single. So like if Hulk never showed up in She-Hulk, I'd be okay with that because it's about She-Hulk. Yeah, or I see what you're saying. If, in, you know, so yeah, well, so uh, there's mean, that. I, but that's been going on for comics for years. I was reading the, see, you got me started reading comics. So <laughs> I was reading the Miles Morales one of his story arcs and all of a sudden captain America comes in and, Mm -hmm. um, and he helps save the day. And it, it was just, and then all of a sudden another one with Deadpool where he's teaming up with, um, is her name Susan storm? One of the fantastic four Mm -hmm. and invisible girl. And then they work in together to take down, um, Dr. Doom, but it wasn't really Dr. Doom. It was Tony Stark in doom um armor because he's like hey he did it to my armor i'm doing it to his or something like that so it's like <laughs> they're coming in out of everywhere so it's like okay which is kind of cool because i i um remember back in the old scooby-doo cartoons when they had like um guest appearances by like the globetrotters or batman and robin i always found those fascinating share. <laughs> exactly yeah. and that when they came in the guest appearance were like yeah it was so cool for me so maybe that's why i like and appreciate that but I yeah. see what you're saying about keeping them separate. That does make it a little yeah. easier, especially if you want to focus on one character. Yeah. Yeah. It's good either way. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's not lie. I'm going right. to watch the shows regardless. So. They also announced uh, an animated Marvel zombies, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Cause Marvel zombies, if you watch the what if series was just one episode, but now they're going to turn it into mm-hmm. the whole series. So I think that's pretty cool. 
Well, and and if you listen to our podcast, we actually interviewed one of the writers yes. of the Marvel zombies um so that's really cool to see what they'll put pull from his work and incorporate into that animated series right which is actually really cool it's like it's a it's an interesting what if um kind of horror franchise it would actually be kind of cool to see it in live action oh, yeah and instead mm-hmm. of like having those actors play them like have cgi because they're zombies and they're like half dead or you know falling apart so it'd be kind of cool just to have them do the zombies animated or CGI and have, you know, all the other humans or whatever, <laughs> the actual life. So yeah, that's cool. I um, think the, what else? The what other- biggest non-Marvel announcement, which is, is not really an announcement because we all knew it was happening, but they showed like mm-hmm. the first screenshots of Disney. It's going to be a film. It's the sequel to Hocus Pocus, Hocus Pocus 2. I think that's going to be what you've never seen. I know it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the, it's, I think it's the biggest name because people, it's such a, I don't want to even call it a cult film because it is mainstream as well. It is, I think the most anticipated of all the announced ones yeah. with um because all three of the Sanderson sisters um stars are coming back. Sarah Jessica Parker, Bette Midler, Kathy Najimy, they're all coming reprising their roles. It's set like 29 years in the future. Um I think even Hannah Waddington from Ted Lasso fame, she's gonna be in the movie. And um hmm. it looks it looks pretty cool. I mean I'm I'm excited for that. So wait, it's it's in current daytime or yes. 29 years from today. 29. It's set 29 right. years from the original 1993 movie. So it would be 2022. Okay. So it's All set right. in the present so today. Day. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I was like, that's kind of interesting, which is in the future. <laughs> that would be interesting. Huh? Which we've never really seen. Like, there's not been a lot of, like, future futurism movies with witches or witchcraft that I can think of off the top of my head. So <laughs> that's kind of be an interesting idea. I have to watch it. I don't know why it's taken me this long <laughs> to watch it. I was just talking to my friend Jesse and she was like, yeah, Hocus Pocus. And I'm like, I guess I should watch the first one. <laughs> I, I love all the actresses. So like, I don't know why I haven't watched it. I just, maybe cause I feel like it's a kid's movie and it just never, I, I don't know. Maybe it's the over the top of like Captain and Jimmy's mouth and like <laughs> that Miller's over like yeah, acting. And it's just like, mean. I was kind of like cringy. Yeah, you yeah, saying? I like, you, I understand. But yeah. So I, I don't know. I'll have to watch it. Uh, I mean, the other news with the actresses of Sarah Jessica Parker is reprising her role as uh, Carrie in Sex in the mm-hmm. City. They're, they're doing, um, you know, that relaunch of the franchise minus one of the main actresses, um, and so I'm kind of interested to see what it is to see how they do that. I think that what is interesting about that story is that Sarah Jessica Parker has seen a bit of a, uh, I don't know, controversy when it comes to her appearance um, because it's like, oh, she's too old to be dressed like that. Like, does she have gray hair now? She's an old lady, which I think is is interesting because I never really thought of her as a sexy character in the sense of like showing body. I always thought of it more of like a stylish character okay. that happened to be sexy because of her cool style, in which case that is ageless. Like you can't always be cool That's and stylish. True. You see, you know, there's lots of people of older age that are very stylish and, and very fashionable. So I'm kind of interested to see, you know, I hope that she does have gray hair. I hope that they don't dye her hair you know, blonde or, or make her look young or, you know, have a bunch of injections or whatever. I think it'd be really <laughs> cool to see her representing someone of that age and those characters and where they would be, you know, in life in that time period and kind of, and, and, you know, being, you know, married for a while, have kids that are like in their twenties and cause that, you know, we, we don't really see a lot of that, especially from uh, a woman's perspective. And so um, I think it'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, when you, when you say that the first thing that pops into my mind, I think, is it Van Keaton? From like as mm-hmm. good as it gets. No, not um, not that one. That's a different lady. That's Helen Hunt. Um, but that yeah. or um, what's the other one with um, Jack Nicholson? Oh goodness, where he p- goes to the beach house and he has like a heart attack and he falls in love with the. He went there with the daughter, but he ends up falling in love with the mom, who played by Dan Keaton. Oh, I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, but yeah, Diane Keaton, I think, embodies that type of. 
cool at any mm-hmm. age. Jack Nicholson is like the male version of <laughs> yeah. that. I think that that he is. You know, they kind of embody a certain. There's a sexiness, I guess, or sexual sex appeal to them, but it it's not defined by their youthfulness in their body mm-hmm. or their physical appearance. It's in their their confidence and the way they express themselves in you know kind of clothing and attitude. And so I, I think it's really cool. I think that as I'm getting older, I kind of like seeing that because you don't die when you turn you know forty. And it's not <laughs> right, we're proof reason. of that. <laughs> Yeah, and you can still be cool and be stylish and have stories to tell. And uh, I think that especially for women, that at a certain age, their roles become very matronly and they're they, yeah. playing moms mm-hmm. and they have to be sort of, you know, not fashionable. They're just sort of like wearing mom clothes. And I'm kind of excited to see someone of that age in really cool, high fashion mm-hmm. clothes because. That, I mean, those are the women that can afford it. Let's be honest. Is <laughs> women, you know, people of that age, not you know, twenty year olds that that don't have the career yet to be able to afford, you know, three thousand dollar dresses, or, or they whatever, just get them for suits. free to market the yeah designers. Yeah, yeah, that's another whole topic <laughs> all to itself. But um, but yeah, so I, I'm kind of excited about that. I know it's not related to Disney, but it is an actress that is mm-hmm. in within that realm of of uh, Disney because Sarah Jessica Parker's in it. Um, so yeah, I, I wanted to bring that up because I think that that's kind of exciting to see that roll out soon. Yeah, yeah, I think um, I'm also excited for just completely jumping off that going tangent is a uh, new Star Wars series called Obi Wan. It's which is going to be where Ewan McGregor reprises his role as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be, that looks fantastic. So I'm a big star Wars fan. Although I will say I'm a fan of the movies, Mm -hmm. any of the movies within that universe, not so much the um, cartoon versions, which are, are great. And, and they are fantastic and they tell great stories, but I'm, I pay more attention to the, live action portions of them. So mm-hmm. whether it be yeah, I get Obi-Wan, that. um, another one's coming out with, uh, Rosario Dawson playing another, uh, Jedi. I forgot her name, but that's going to be another one. They didn't talk about it in this Disney plus date, but that's another ep- series that's mm-hmm. coming out. Um, nice. So it's, yeah, there's a lot of cool star Wars stuff coming out. I'm really excited for that. Mm-hmm. Latinos in space. I'm excited. <laughs> we do exist in exactly. the future or whatever that is. Star Wars is. Yeah. And Rosa, Ros, Rosario Dawson's amazing. Yeah, I love her. You uh, and McGregor though. I know you have Apple plus, right? Mm-hmm. Because you watch Ted, excuse me, Ted Lasso. There's a documentary on him. Oh, is there? Okay. Where he does yeah. a motorcycle mm-hmm. ride from Argentina, like all the way to LA. Have you watched that? I have yet? not seen it, but I remember you speaking to about that and it looks fantastic. I just haven't had a chance to sit down and watch it. You have to watch it. It's so amazing. And you can't not watch that and not be the biggest fan of Ewan yeah. McGregor. He is one of the coolest people um, talking about, I think what last podcast or maybe the one before where I, I brought up like actors that you would want to be friends mm-hmm. with. He seems like the most genuine, cool nice. dude that you would like want to hang out with. Like, totally unpretentious, like down to earth, curious about life and about people, cool. mm-hmm. and just such a cool guy and such an interesting trip for him to travel all of Latin America and on a electric Harley Davidson cool. that they built specifically for him to do that is amazing and all the little you know all the countries that they go to all the towns and villages and they take time to kind of speak to all the people it's amazing it's a great documentary like i you have to watch okay. it like i i know that i've recommended it before but now that <laughs> now you're I demanding remember, it <laughs> <laughs> now that i was triggered by his obi-wan uh appearance it, it's such a good documentary. You have to watch it. I think it, it's like it's like a, a little mini series. It's probably like six episodes or, or whatnot, and uh, it's so great. It's amazing. Okay, it's so good. Okay, I'll yeah. watch it <laughs> <laughs> right now. We're ending our podcast. The daddy can go. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. I'm going to go watch Apple TV Plus. <laughs> the screen just goes black. All sound ends. <laughs> Was there any other shows 
from the Disney release announcement lineup that you're really looking forward to? Um, those were the main ones that I saw. I can't think of anything else that really has that stuck out. I know there was a lot that they announced. There was a lot. Um, but that's like, yeah, those are the ones that I'm, I'm kind of excited about. What about the you? The only other one that really caught my eye, because I was a fan of it when it originally aired, was the X-Men 97 animated how, how could I forget? Yes. <laughs> it was – that was like when I think X-Men cartoon, that's where my mind goes. You know, even if it – I think yeah. X-Men, even more so than the movies from Fox or even the comic books, when I think X-Men, I mm-hmm. think this animated series. So the fact that they're starting it off right from where the show ended is mm-hmm. is so cool and I'm so looking forward to that. Yeah. I, I honestly, as much of a fan of the X-Men – that I am, I can't believe I forgot that because that's, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I'm so excited about that. I actually have animation cells from oh, wow. that series. Nice. Yeah. I got that as a gift from, from Doug. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about that. I, I hope that what's cool about the animated series is that they can kind of introduce and bring in characters that like the movies don't, because like maybe it's not a big enough character or, you know, it's not, feasible with the plot that they're mm-hmm. wanting to do out so like i'm kind of really curious to see what they can do with like introducing some characters that like are beloved characters of the x-men universe but maybe i've never seen um the light of day when it comes to the movies yeah. uh so i'm really excited about that i i can't wait i hope th- the one i i do hope that they kind of maybe um improve on the animation style <laughs> um because the animation did get a little you know, sloppy towards the end of the series. I think they switch from, I think maybe was it Korea to like the Philippines or something like that. And the animation kind of changed a little bit. Um, For people who are X-Men fans, especially the animated series, you have to go online and watch Pride of the X-Men. It was the pilot for the X-Men animated series. And that one is actually my most, my favorite animated series. It's only the pilot. So it's one episode, but it was done by the same people who um, I believe that did the GI Joe cartoons. So the animation is really good. Yeah. The animation is really good. Like the, um, the musculature of like the characters is on point. The only thing that's weird is that they, they gave Wolverine like this really weird accent. (laughs) Um, But everyone else, like they have Colossus, they have Nightcrawler, they have Kitty Pride. It's basically pride of the X-Men is Kitty Pride being introduced to the X-Men. And um, they have, the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. So they have Is that the one where they're in like, the mall all the cool... at the beginning. No, it's it's literally um it is Kitty Pride being introduced to the X-Men okay. and then the evil mutants kind of attacking and then them fighting. Oh, okay. So it's like it, it basically introduces all the characters <laughs> and, and it and it, it's a pilot, so it's like trying to introduce you to that right. universe. But they did a really good job with the animation they sort of have each of the evil mutants face off with like one of the x-men so you see colossus fighting the blob like uh you know storm fighting and so it's like it's really cool but the animation is really good okay. uh, and so i bought it on vhs like a long time ago i found <laughs> nice. it in a comic book store and i was like <laughs> oh my god how do i not know that this exists i want to say that it might even be on youtube for free hmm. Um, but it's really cool. It's only like 25 minutes yeah. or 20 minutes or whatever. Uh, but it's really cool. I really recommend cool. it. Cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed those cartoons. I don't know. My Gambit was always my favorite. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, a few other items that I'm just looking at the list here that really caught my eye are the um, the Beatles Get Back documentary by Peter Jackson. If you're mm-hmm. a Beatles fan, this is just going to blow you away. That looks freaking phenomenal i'm excited about that um another cartoon series that and movie from back in my childhood has gotten a reboot that's uh chippendale rescue rangers so that looks interesting huh. with andy samberg and john mulaney doing the voices so that's that's pretty cool oh, wow. um it says here a live action remake of pinocchio's coming with keegan michael key mm-hmm. tom hanks and joseph gordon levitt in the cast so that's some pretty good heavy names there um yeah. what was the last one i saw that caught my eye uh if you're a fan of big hero six so the baymax it's an original series is coming out next summer so i was a big fan of the big hero six movie myself 
I thought I was. Too. I thought it was um, cleverly done. I, I'm sure it's. Was it based on another anime series? Correct, the movie itself. I I don't know. I think it might have been an original oh, idea. Interesting. Okay, then it makes it even yeah, better. I don't think it was based off of. But with Disney, you never know. They are <laughs> infamous for like stealing random, you know, yeah. source material from other countries that existed for like decades and redoing it. Yeah. So it's possible. So that's a. That's a series I'm looking forward to. Like I said, I like the movie, so yeah, yeah. that's that's about it for me. I think that I liked. Yeah, a lot of cool stuff to keep us occupied in the future. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of material for future podcasts. Yes, coming up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so Disney Plus brought it on their Disney Day um, for 2021. So I'm really looking forward to a lot of those items, and just you know. Yeah. Coming up next week, or is it next week, or the week following Hawkeye? I'm just really super excited for that. I know it's, you know, I'm a big fan of Jeremy Renner, which is fine. But <laughs> at this show, this, I don't know, this, I'm really, I wasn't so much excited for the other ones, for like Loki, WandaVision, yeah. you know, I watched them. But this one I'm really excited mm. for. I don't know, I just really am. Hmm. Interesting. So you, you were just a fan of his from the Avenger movies? From the Avenger movies and from some of his other movies. I really like – I know from what you said before, he can be a little off-putting. But it's just – I don't know. Something about – I don't know. Maybe his style or the way he plays his character is something that yeah. I think I would approach it the same way. Because it was always, you know, mm-hmm. that cool guy who's just like a step ahead – and it's yeah. maybe I like the fact that his Avenger is just a human, you know, he doesn't have any superpowers. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have, well, he's a great shot. I don't know if that's a superpower or not, but it's just a training aspect. And it's just, um, yeah. just a normal dude. He has a family yeah, and he wants to protect that family at all costs. And I think that's what really yeah. touched me more. So super excited for Hawkeye. Those are literally all the things that I hate. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he's not godlike. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like normal, no superheroes, family. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. I'm falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sorry. Teach their own. Exactly. <laughs> but something that is right up my alley that's being released on Thanksgiving Day, uh, I, I have to talk to you about this, is. The House of Gucci with Lady Gaga. So that is going to, I am going to watch it opening night. Um, I'm super excited. The actors that are involved are Mm -hmm. amazing. Jared Leto. Uh, I've heard some like, yeah, yeah, um, Al Pacino. Salma Hayek is in it, which I was like surprised. I didn't know she was in it. Um, And of course, Lady Gaga, who's like incredibly talented. I've I've heard some like grumblings about her accent not being accurate for like an Italian person. Um, she's Italian American, so it's like okay. A lot of people are saying that it sounds more like a Russian accent, but with this type of movie, I'm not going in for historical accuracy. I think this is going to be a new classic in the way that Mommy Dearest was with Faye <laughs> Death Dunaway. Why are yeah, very over the top, uh-huh. very quotable. Like we already have the like father, and father son, and house, house of Gucci. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and so uh, there, I think going in, I think that that's what they were kind of aiming for was like an over the top kind of dramatization of this mm-hmm. event that happened in real life. Right. Uh, and so that's what I want. I want them to bring the drama, like the fashion, the over the top one liners. Which just in the trailer, I think that they're going to deliver. So I'm super excited. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, you're right. It, that that's like I'm more excited for that than I am for like Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny. I used to work in a movie theater. So and you know back then I when I was working there couldn't really request holidays off. So yeah, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's Day, Fourth of July. More people than you think will go to the movies on those holidays, whether it's to get away from family <laughs> or with family or yeah. – and it's it's interesting. So, yeah, that's that's a movie that I'm looking forward to as well. Yeah. I, I mean prior to getting married, that was like my dad and I's um, tradition mm. is going to like eat – and go to the movies with like all the Jewish people on Christmas Day. 
<laughs> and I mean, and this is like when I was a kid, cause I, you know, my parents are divorced. And so Christmas Eve was always with my mom mm-hmm. and then my dad was always Christmas day. And so we would always go and do oh, nice. things that were like not typical. Like, you know, we would go in the movies and like go have Chinese food. And, and at first, I mean, typically it was a lot of like non-Christians, which like were like Jewish people mm-hmm. and Muslims, more Jewish people in Tucson. Um, and now I think that you see that like, a lot of people just kind of now go out because I, I think that like with seasonal depression and the expectations for the holidays, people have just kind of like raised their hands up and are like, I give up. Like we're not going to have a perfect Christmas. Like that expectation is so high. Like let's just go have a nice dinner and go watch a movie and like let the mom not have to worry about yeah. dinner or the dad or whoever's cooking. And like, let's just relax and enjoy our time together versus having to have like this perfect, you know, hallmark moment. And so like you do see a lot of people going out now to like the movies um, or to go have like Chinese dinner on Christmas. Whereas like in the past you, you didn't see it that much. Um, And so, but it's kind of cool. Like now, I mean, now it's kind of hustle and bustle between like all four of our sides of families that we have to go visit and see. But uh, I've always enjoyed going to the movies on Christmas. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's, it's a tradition. That's a cool tradition. <laughs> I think what you said about, um, the perfect Christmas and I think to the movie, like Chris national, Lampoon's, um, Christmas vacation, you know, with the Griswold's yeah. Christmas. And that just, that's what I pictured when you said that and how best laid plans often go astray. And it's just, yep. we should do a movie, you know, a holiday movie episode where we just talk about our favorite holiday movies. If you have any. Yeah. All, all of mine would, spoiler alert, would be anti-holiday and like Four Christmases with Reese Witherspoon mm-hmm. and Vince Vaughn. And I hate Reese Witherspoon, but that's my <laughs> probably the only movie that I watch with her in it um, because it, it they, you know, the plot is they go on vacation every year yeah. and then they get caught from their families and, you know, on the news and then they have to go spend <laughs> Christmas with their family. I've never but, seen that. Okay. That's what it's about. Okay. You've never, yeah. it's, it's really great. So they avoid their families during the holiday season and their parents are divorced. So it's like, four, right, right, right. you know, it's basically my life, like four different sets of right. families that they have to go visit the, you know, the one spouse and then right. the other spouse and they each have, you know, anyway. And so they normally go to like the Bahamas and they happen to get caught on the news getting interviewed or like in passing. Oh, so their families no. start calling like, wait, mm-hmm. you said you had to be at work or, you know, whatever the excuse was and you're going on vacation, you have to come visit us. So then they have to go <laughs> visit each of their four families and it's hilarious. It's so funny. It's it because it's so realistic. It's like, that's the reality yeah. that most people deal with is like, spreading yourself too thin like trying to meet these unrealistic expectations of what the holiday has to be and so i enjoy that it you know it it just it's you know it's fun but yeah let's do a, a an, well we could do holiday. an anti-holiday episode i mean think like a krampus <laughs> yeah, yeah that's yeah. I, I, we, I can i can work within the parameters of holidays so i mean there there are other movies that i like that are not bah humbug Movie, the holiday so. versus anti-holiday like it's a yeah, wonderful yeah, life versus like, krampus let's see which one wins yeah. I don't know. <laughs> krampus wins <laughs> krampus versus the angel <laughs> yeah. in it's a wonderful life have them do a duel and see who wins <laughs> do you remember celebrity death match on mtv yeah, where they the did claymation, the claymation yeah. That, yeah i missed that that was funny <laughs> that was funny <laughs> yeah right on well i think that's all i have for this week if, unless you have anything else you yeah. want to chime in with well that's all the news that i think we can fit in for this week on pop culture so <laughs> i think we're good. all right so in that case we'll see you guys next week and if we don't we'll see you the week after stay safe everyone <laughs>